Doctor! You smell like failure and corn chips! Drop and give me 45 minutes! This is not your grandparents' tinker toys, it's the Creators Collective! Listen up and don't give me that face! Right, Herbert Holtz and Walker are about to demonstrate the proper way to create! And if you got questions, you had better be in the live chat, otherwise I am going to plant my boots so far up your hiney that your mother is going to be crying! Now listen up, jelly-faced cow pies! And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. And this week is going to be a regular boring week. So uh, hold on to your knickers. We're, we're jumping into this one. <laughs> so we're going to have a little bit of fun. Um, I want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon, particularly to uh, Darren Mates, Caleb Harris of You Can Make This Too, and John from John Mitt. You are helping to make this better. So uh, thank you for that. If you'd like to find out more about that, you can do that at patreon.com backslash creators collective. Oh, excuse me forward slash creators collective thank you very much <laughs> also you can pick us up and listen to us anytime on itunes google play soundcloud or wherever you listen to your podcasts so uh let us jump into this and make uh zach stammer here a bit zach what are you working on bacon eggs coffee and oatmeal at the moment <laughs> um, zach snack yeah <laughs> well this is this is nice being back to like our our like scheduled time I actually yeah. had to ask. I forgot if we do it at eleven, at ten or eleven. So I had to send a message this morning. But I was saying earlier before we got on the start of the show, I've been up since like three thirty. My dogs decided that every time I it takes me a long time to get to sleep. So every time I finally started to doze off, one of my dogs started barking to go outside like four times in a row. I got angry at three thirty, and I'm like, I'm gonna go to work. So <laughs> I went up to the shop and finished uh, this claw hammer. You guys see that? Yeah, I'm like the king of holding random objects in front of my computer screen. Sliding um, it in and out of frame. Yes. Um, so yeah, it it turned out pretty pretty well. I mean, there's a few things I would do differently, but uh, I mean, this is this is really at least for me, this is a total test of um, skills. There's just hammers. What's that? How this heavy is, is um, this one actually came out lighter than I expected. Is that super loud? Can you guys hear the lawnmower in the background? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, why don't uh, why don't I let you guys go and I will finish afterwards. It's yeah. <laughs> right right by my window right now. Sounds good. What you got, Will? Oh man, I am all over the place as usual. Uh, finally we finished concrete. The concrete is done. We had our first uh, pool party on Labor Day. Uh, we had about twenty five people um, over at the house swimming in the you pool. Did you invite me? Uh, Oh man, you know it was it was just family and uh, you know the inner circle. So uh, no, so that's awesome. Um, I am finishing up framing in the basement. Uh, I got a tub down there. I built some walls over the weekend, and I just need to drop the ceiling, uh, pull some wire, and get some plumbing hooked up before I do drywall, and that'll be done. And then when that's done, I can start framing up the new building next to the pool. Uh, super excited about that. A buddy of mine that was over this weekend, um, who's a who's a contractor, uh, was asking you know when I was going to get started on that, and he would give me a few days on it, which makes framing go so fast when you have when it's two guys instead of just one. Yeah. It's it's like it's amazing how fast framing goes. So I'm going to take him up on that. Um, and that's that's going to be really fun. I always like building new buildings um, and standing up walls. And uh, that's just a really, really exciting, fun project for me. Um, I just uh, 
set up an online store, actually. Uh, so I had been thinking about, um, I know Zach likes to auction lots of things off on Instagram, and it, it seems to work really well for him. I haven't had great success with it, so I wanted to set up a place um, where people Maybe we should build cooler stuff. Yeah, oh, burn. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, all your stuff is pretty, like, most of the stuff you do is pretty big, you know, or at least what I've, you know, seen. But it seems like you're trying to dabble into the more product stuff, so. Yeah, I'm trying to make some some shippable stuff um, and just do some small stuff at the end of the day. But, so, like, right now I've got, what's that? I've had terrible luck with eBay. Instagram has been way better for auctions for me than eBay. The one time I tried to, I set up a video for like this thing that I wanted to auction. It was that airbrushed sign that I did a while back. I set it up. I'm like, hey, anybody watching this video, if you're interested in purchasing this, check out this eBay link. It's, you know, I coordinated the whole thing, got a whole bunch of bids, and like the top two bidders never responded. So I still have the piece that I wanted to auction off in my room. I'm like, I'm never, never auctioning on eBay again. <laughs> wasted all my time. And you can't like redo it because all my traffic was directed to the eBay. So I don't know. If anybody wants that thing, let me know. <laughs> Not for free. Uh, but, you know. Anyway, sorry. I totally, yeah. Totally interrupted you. Yeah, it's okay. Um, no, so I'm focusing on uh, like, I, I really. I'm focusing on making my brand, you know, high end kind of boutique craftsman pieces. Um, so through my website, you can contact me for custom furniture. Um, you know, if you have a commission or something like that, but then you can also go over to the shop um, and see what I have available in the shop and everything is a one-off. Um, and if it sells, then it's, then it's no longer in stock and then I make new things, but uh, I just put up, um, it is a, uh, well, there's a few things, but one of them is a uh, book matched piece of walnut that I ripped from one uh, off cut slab. Uh, there's sapwood, you know, the sapwood would normally go on the outside, and I put the sapwood on the inside to kind of uh, the, the glue line is like really, really, really just dead on perfect, if I do say so myself. So it's it's kind of a mind. Uh, it screws with your mind a little bit if you're not familiar with with woodworking. Um, and then I did a copper inlay on that piece because I thought it needed something extra, and that was pretty cool. Um, it actually Very came. Sure. <laughs> thanks. Uh, it actually came from a piece of um, like number eight Romex that I rolled through a rolling mill, hmm. uh, and then inlaid it with a router. Um, so I just rolled it out until the width met the same width as the router bit that I had and then actually used the piece to reference the router off of to make the inlay groove. Um, so that was pretty cool. I did a salt cellar out of some reclaimed 200-year-old old-growth white oak um, that a buddy of mine gave me. He saved a barn that was getting uh, demolished to make way for a strip mall. Um, so he took a bunch of the, the, the oak and then gave me a bunch. Uh, and so I made some salt cellars out of that. And then I did another really highly figured uh, cutting board out of walnut and quarter sawn hard maple, uh, which I just love quarter sawn hard maple. It gets that like really cool lace figure in it. Yeah. Um, and I got, I did order the Hell's Forge. So I'm going to, uh, I'm just waiting on that to start cranking away on some knives uh, I have a new 20-inch spiral head planer that I'm going to pick up after this episode uh, and some built-in cabinets I'm doing for some clients. That's, Dude, what haven't you been doing? What haven't I been doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, James, what are, what are you working on, man? Well, uh, working on the turning saw. That's a, a live video and put handles on it yesterday or the day before. And so that is a functioning piece. And now I'm actually going to spend some time and detail it. So we're going to be doing a lot of shaping and carving on it. So that is a, a fun time. It's, it's kind of interesting because people like to tune into my live videos um, to watch actual mistakes happen. Because <laughs> I'll, you know, it's it's a live video, so when things happen, they happen, and uh, sometimes they're a learning experience, and sometimes they're just, oh, I was just being dumb. Uh, so it's that's always fun, and a All lot right. of people actually like joining in to have my wife, because my wife mans the chat, so you can ask her questions behind my back live. Uh, so see what else we got? Um, oh, I have a video coming out uh, later today, so if you're listening to this on a podcast station, uh, the video should be out. I'm actually, I've been wanting to do this one for a long time. This is actually where to find hand tools across the world. So I, I compiled a map and a wiki page um, devoted to finding antique hand tools. And it's a map of every location I know of, of tool meets and antique stores and stores devoted to hand tools um, and other locations where you can buy them uh, across the United States, Europe, uh, Australia. And I'm hoping to grow that as more people provide more information. So that that's the most... That's the biggest question I get most of the time is, where do I find hand tools? So hopefully I'll be answering that and creating a large resource. Um, oh, and the last thing was making a, uh, I made a small spoon from a bigger spoon. Uh, kind of a, a dumb video. It, it flopped, but uh, uh, I, I had a lot of fun with it. And if I watched get, it just because I was curious. <laughs> if you get the uh, the reference, um, that's I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but uh, most people don't get the reference. I didn't um, get the reference. It's a, a Simpsons episode. Uh, so it's one of those pop culture things that the, the dogs are quiet and the lawnmower guy is not right next to my window anymore. Quick, let Zach talk then. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I, I don't have anything to say. No, I think I was talking about this claw hammer thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how heavy was that? So this this actually came out. I was planning on twenty, but it it ended up being a little over sixteen ounces, which is weird. Um, because that sounds light, but it's not really that light that's for a child's people. hammer i well it's what's strange is like i'm so used to like forging hammers and stuff where you're talking about like you know three pounds four pounds but uh like 16 ounces this is a good size this is a good sized hammer it's bigger than you would think 16 ounces. it probably looks small comparatively but it's it's a good size i'd hammer. give that to morgan yeah that, uh, yeah no <laughs> um so, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of skills and stuff involved in this, like splitting that claw hammer. I had a little video of that on my Instagram, but I definitely learned a lot, and hopefully the next one will go faster because this one took me all day, literally all day, to make this thing. So, I think I think it's going to Brian Prusa. Um, he he was the one who kind of wanted me to do a claw hammer. I've done one. Uh, so yeah, anybody who doesn't follow, actually, I'll just use him as my uh, my suggestion later. <laughs> we'll loop, we'll loop back around. Um, God, what else have I done? Oh, I was out of town. I was in Cincinnati last weekend. Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I saw y'all. I saw y'all dressed up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Up there for a wedding. It was fun. They do a huge uh, like Labor Day celebration. It's really weird. Like they don't do a Fourth of July like the city. The fireworks. They do it on Labor Day. Huh. So it was pretty cool. Sweet. What do you say we get into some questions? Because we actually have quite a pile of them. The uh, the chat is wildly active today. And if you'd like it's to join in on our uh, 
If you'd like to join in our live chat, you can do that uh, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can go to uh, Woodbye, uh, not Woodbye, right? Um, Creators Collective uh, YouTube channel, and you can hop in there. Uh, the first one, though, is sent to us. Uh, this is James Fruge. Fruge? Sure. Maybe you all Smith. It's James Smith. <laughs> James Smith. Fruhey. James. <laughs> Maybe you all can cover this on a future episode. It is necess- Is it necessary to have a shaper and a router? What are the pros and cons of each? Do either of you have a shaper? Nope. Nope. So my answer uh, is... No, I grew up with necessary. a shaper in my shop. Um, and it used to be that there was a big difference between a shaper and a router because getting a really powerful router was very rare. Whereas nowadays, most all the routers out there are a horse, two horse, three horse routers. Um, and you can put some pretty big bits in those, strap them into a table and you basically have a shaper. Yeah. I was going to say, if you are, if you're a like a production cabinet shop making the same profiled, you know, cabinet door, like raised panel cabinet doors, you know, day in and day out, then I think a shaper is a great uh, productive workhorse in your shop that, but I don't have a shaper and I've never wanted for a shaper. Um, where if you're making like crown molding or something, but then you could, I would say that a, a molder, like a planer molder would be more effective than a shaper, but that's just me. Um, I, I feel like a big router and then a handheld router. Um, there's 99.9% of what you want to do. That'll do it. A shaper is, is more or less big molding production line. So mm-hmm. is there is there an actual is it maybe nothing the difference between like a router table and a shaper? A well, shaper traditionally, more like a, a shaper is a much much bigger router, yeah. like three horse plus, mm-hmm. uh, so that you can put like a, a three four five inch diameter router bit into it. Um, That's nuts. And that big a router bit, you don't want anything you know handheld. I feel <laughs> like shapers kill people. Yeah, they yeah. look like they do. Like, They're scary. Like, well, that and they also tend to be like 500 pound as opposed to a, a router table. It's something you pick up and set on top of the, the, the table saw. Um, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a beast that does not move when you run other things through it. Yeah. yeah. And the shaper, you're also buying cutters and putting them on a spindle yeah. versus, you know, just going and then getting a bit and dropping it in the collet. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, so. even like raised panel now, I, I wouldn't have a problem putting that through with a, you know, a, a two horse router on a, on a uh, on a router table yeah unless you're doing it like you know like i said in a production like cabinet yeah. shop because you'd burn out that motor pretty quick but if you're doing it every once in a while i think it's I think it's most fine. people are doing like two or three cabinets and they're done and whoopee yeah yeah <laughs> they're not doing whole kitchens you know day in and day out yeah so um, i think for the, most people there really is no reason for a shaper yeah, I come across them on, on Craigslist all the time, and I pass on them because I'd rather have more room in my shop than to take it up with something that I'll use maybe once a year. But I could be totally wrong because I've never had a shaper in my shop, but that's that's my take I, on it. I used to have one, and it was the best router table I ever had, but I never actually used it for a shaper. Um, I never actually put a big enough bit in it that I wouldn't put in a regular router. Okay. Just then, Since I had it, I might as well use it, and it... it it was fantastic for that because the table didn't move at all. It was a really well-built router table. <laughs> <laughs> cool. cool. Well, we have a question from Sean oh. K. Yeah. Do you want to go on farther with that? Uh, no, I was just going to say that I, I really think we should dig into this Sean K question. Um, uh. But 
go ahead. <laughs> well, let's dig into it then. All right. uh, I'd like to know what keeps you guys motivated to build. Uh, do outside influences like the giant Jack you, you like the giant Jackman utility knife build help fuel your desire to get into the shop? Uh. Yeah, so I've been struggling with motivation a lot lately, um, just with getting in the shop and like getting something done. Uh, but I feel like it's because I had so much on my plate and like my brain was going in so many different directions that I couldn't get focused and just finish one thing. And then I would get down on myself for not finishing that one thing. And then it just kind of snowballed into this, you know, like you're not getting anything done. Um, and then I didn't even want to get into the shop. Uh, and it wasn't until... I got through with some projects that needed to get done. Um, this pool project being one of them uh, that I cleaned up my shop and I, I, you know, got one thing done and then I got another thing done. And like, now I'm back to, to level of, of like, yeah. I, I feel good about getting into the shop and it, I feel like I had a clean, uh, a fresh palette, a, a fresh, you know, whatever. Um, but as far as the Jackman utility knife, um, he put Paul put that video out kind of right in the middle of that slump I was going through. And I was like, well, that's like, why would you spend time when you could be doing something more useful? <laughs> and I felt bad. Sorry, Paul. Um, it was a really cool project and it was, uh, it was pretty cool, but uh, that wasn't totally motivating to me specifically. <laughs> um, how about you guys? I kind of, I kind of like the same. I go through hills and valleys and, Generally, if I find myself not being interested in a project or not being interested in the shop, that is a cue for me to switch projects uh, because I like my shop time to be time that I like being in the shop. And so if something really isn't intriguing me, I'm going to set it on the back burner. Uh, like the table right now, um, I, I going through working with the big slabs and doing all that was fun. And then starting in on the base, that was fun. But now I'm getting into the point where the base is the exact same joint 300 times. And that kind of lost its intrigue. And so I'm putting it on the back burner until it really catches me again. And once that happens, then I'll be taking off with it again. And so in between, I'm finding something else that, that draws my attention. So I, I try not to, if I have to push through something, I, I just like to set it aside and come back to it later. What about you, Zach? Um, man, I had like a good answer and then I got distracted. And now I have to like <laughs> put it back together again. God, what's wrong with me? That's exactly like I'm, what I'm, I'm talking have, about. You have dementia at like 40 years old. I forget. That's why you're in Florida. All the time, like that. I should. I have no business forgetting their names. Maybe it's contagious. I need to get out of here. <laughs> um, what was the question? Motivation, right? The, how do you stay motivated? Uh, are the things like the Jackman utility knife inspiring? For okay. You okay. To um, stay focused when answering a question. No, I seriously like. I was looking at the weed whacker guy. I was like trying to <laughs> damn it like, james i was trying to psych <laughs> i was trying to psych him out from like not coming near the window and i totally lost my train of thought uh as far as motivation goes so it's kind of weird like i feel like i've been i've kind of been i, I don't want to say a slump because i've been doing a lot but i haven't like been doing any big projects i'm known for doing like big metal industrial design project stuff and i i haven't put one of those out for months i haven't done i haven't built anything i have none on queue like it's i've just been I feel like it's for me, like I need to take a break from that for a bit and, and kind of get back to my roots of like learning. I think that's the, for me, that's the most fun. That's the most exciting thing is learning a new skill. So for the past few months, I've really been, uh, you know, trying to, trying to 
to learn a new discipline. I've really been, I've, I've jumped heavily into blacksmithing at the hottest time of the year. <laughs> um, so, you know, this forging hammers thing is really, I'm having a lot of fun with it and, uh, I don't know where it's going to take me, but, uh, it's, I'm, I don't care. It's fun. Like it should be, I feel like, I feel like, uh, doing things as a means to an end is not the right approach. I don't want to, I don't necessarily want, like James was saying, I, I want to be out in the shop to enjoy myself. Yeah. And, and right now, like, I just don't, I don't feel like drawing out some, you know, I don't feel like designing right now, which is like one of my favorite things to do. I mean, I don't feel like designing furniture anyway. I feel like learning a skill and, and uh, there's a lot of coordination and planning and stuff with this forging. And it's just, it's, just, it's all new territory. It feels like I'm on a vacation. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. I'm learning a ton and, you know, I'm sure eventually I'll be able to tie it back in with, with kind of my home base, which is kind of the industrial style design fabrication stuff. Um, so I think that's, I mean, that's the most important aspect of this is if you don't feel like doing something, don't do it. Otherwise you're, otherwise it's going to turn into a job and you're going to, you won't do anything, you know? So, I mean, could not agree more. Yeah, if you need a break, take a break or find something else, find some other craft. I mean, this is why you guys know how terrible my attention span is. Like, this is why, uh, you know, metalwork, woodwork, blacksmithing, leatherwork, like that's, I get, I want to do new things. I'm like a, a dog. Do some electronics. I do. I Well, I did that in college. That's why I'm like still, I don't want to do it ever again. I was thinking about building a guitar amp, but I'm like, man, that would be a really boring video. Well, we got another question from uh, Make Brooklyn. Uh, what's your most heartbreaking project or fail as a maker? Uh, did you share it online That's or did you question. later salvage it somehow? Uh, I've got one. Go ahead. Um, I made a cabinet scraper a while ago. Kind of, uh, I tried to make one kind of like a, a Stanley number 80. And it was out of a, a curly oak sole and I think it was a walnut handle. Really kind of cool, and I, I I tried to make it all in one day and create it as a one-day build video. And I thought that would be kind of fun, but I was pushing myself a little bit too fast, and I made a small mistake up front that then forced me to make a larger mistake, and then that made a larger mistake. And um, about 10 hours into the build, I realized that I got into the point where this was no longer a functional tool. Uh, it had it wasn't it wasn't going to work, <laughs> and so I kind of had to throw in the towel. But um, I figured that would actually be a really good learning experience. So I did actually make a video on um, failing to make what I wanted to make. And then the next week, I actually decided to remake it with everything I had learned and knew was coming and made the tool and made it functional. Actually, I gave that away to someone. I don't remember who. Um, but yeah, it was a, a great learning experience. And I did end up putting a video out on it. What about you, Will? Uh. Yes, I've got two examples. Um, One is the, I put a video out, um, and it's actually one of my most popular videos. Uh, It was a learning tower that I made for my daughter, Morgan. Um, And it was doomed from the start. I used um, some walnut limbs that my Sawyer had milled up um, just because he had them on site. Which, uh, if you know much about trees uh the limbs are what's called uh, reaction wood um so it's not the super stable trunk but it's got a lot of tension built into the wood from where the limbs were kind of fighting gravity um and when i started working with it uh 
it just started going to hell. Uh, everything started cracking and exploding, and I, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, and I was snapping off, you know, brass threaded inserts, and uh, you know, cracking basically styles and rails. And I had to fix it with butterflies, and it was just. It was a, the, one of the most frustrating projects that should have been one of the most simple. Um, it wasn't a complicated design for my skill set. It <laughs> there goes Zach, um, and and so I fought my way through it, and I showed all of my mistakes in the video, and uh, people loved it. They they loved seeing all the mistakes in the video and how I came, uh, how I kind of fixed them and how I came to the finished product and uh, all the comments where people are saying, you know, thank you so much for showing your mistakes. You know, not everything is perfect in the YouTube world. Um, it was actually really inspiring. Um, so that one, and then I also was trying to make dowels uh, a while ago um, and failed miserably. So I put a video out called How Not to Make Dowels. And that one was actually really well received too. Uh, I've since then made dowels uh, better with the knowledge that I learned from people commenting in the video that had done it better. Um, things like using, you know, straight grained wood, um, riven, riven wood, um, and stepping down incrementally with the dowels, you know, to making a dowel plate and starting with the biggest hole and then working down to the hole that, you know, the dowel size that you actually want. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my answer. Zach, are you still mowing? <laughs> yeah. Um, God, big, that's a good question. And, and I'm going to tie it like right back because it ties, ties in so perfectly with what I said for the last answer, um, which is, you know, like I, I think that if, if what you're doing is a, if you look at everything as a, is a, like I said, not a means to an end, if it's, you know, if, if it's a means unto itself, I don't know if I'm verbiage there, but I mean, if it's, if you're doing it for the sake of learning and enjoying, it's really hard to fail because then, you know, you, you don't, if your if your end goal is to have a product that's perfect, then it's really easy to fail. If your goal is to do as good as you can and um, learn as much as possible, then even if you have a failed product, you didn't. It wasn't necessarily a failure. So this is like a job interview question. I feel like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me one time how a customer was mean to you and you were nice to them. <laughs> Tell me one time how you caved under pressure of management. Um, uh, no, I don't know. I just, I think that, I mean, obviously I make mistakes. I don't put them out there on my YouTube channel, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do know that, you know, one of the, one of the things that pops into mind is, um, one of my failures was like, I tried building just a little shelf really quick in my shop for my like speakers when I had these giant PA speakers, when I moved in here. And I did no, like, it was just on the fly. I'm like, oh, two by fours. I'm going to make like a triangle thing and build a pillar and stick these things up there. And it looked, I, I had to look like somebody who's never used a tool in their life just because there's no planning involved. Like I didn't even like, I didn't even hold still for a minute to think about like, how, how do I want these joints? How am I, how do I want to stick this wood together? Like, how do I want to measure things? It was just like. I was just thinking really quick, like, oh, I'm just going to throw this crap together and build a shelf. And it was ridiculous. It like fell on my head. It was, it looked, I mean, it looked like it was made by a crackhead and it was a total failure. And the lesson I learned from that was like, 
plan things out, <laughs> you know, like you, if, if anybody would have seen what I built, you would have gone, there's no way this is the same guy that's built all this other stuff. And the difference <laughs> wasn't skill. It was planning. So I guess that's another, an, another alternative answer for that one is just know, know what you're doing or at least have a plan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. There. I think we've, uh, we have several more questions, but I think we'll save those for next week. And if you'd like to have your questions answered, you can send them to us or join us in live chat. And most of our questions end up getting pulled out of live chat. So if you have put one in there, um, hang on to next week. We'll see it then. Hey, let's get into the creator's photo challenge since I don't think we've done it in a while. Oh, let me. We haven't. No, we, um, we have the challenge oh, this week was on framing. What? Before we get too far into the creator's photo challenge, um, Coburn, uh, wood design. If you're listening, I, I've I've heat treated and tempered your marking knife blade. I just need to put a handle on it, and I'm going to get it sent out to you. So, I you won, and I've been trying to get to back to it, but it's happening. That that is all. Oh, I meant to say this like three times already, and I keep forgetting. But uh, I just found out yesterday I was featured in the Woodworkers Journal magazine. I saw that. That was cool. Did wow. you get that? Are you subscribed to that? No, but I saw someone else post it. Yeah, so like I didn't even know about it until um, I got an email, like some spam email from some company that's like, congratulations on being featured in this magazine. If you send us $25, we'll send you a framed picture of the you in the magazine article or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I looked it up, I'm like, am I in this magazine? I heard, I think a few months ago, I heard talks about the possibility of it through, I think, I think it was Arbor Tech maybe that, set that up i don't know but i i literally had no idea i was actually going to be in that magazine so it was cool. just a little uh i'm right there with chris salamone yeah so <laughs> yeah big leagues whoop whoop yeah well the uh creators photo challenge this week we have the uh challenge of framing how do you frame a picture not with like how do you make a frame but how do you actually have framing in the picture um so let's actually dive into our top picks. We didn't have many. I think we only had like what, six or seven um, entries. So really good chance of winning. Uh, and we will each week pick something and send it to you. Whose week is it? Is it Zach's week again or is it mine? Uh, uh, I think it's Zach's. Okay. Because I sent one out a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so you win something. Nobody's fessed now. up to, to winning, I don't think. Because I'm sure, I'm positive I owe somebody a shirt and nobody's chimed in and said, yeah, buy one and it was your week and I don't have it. So <laughs> step on up whenever you want one. So, Will, who did you pick? Uh, I picked um, Thalwig Designs, uh, which was, um, I need to pull up my the Instagram Um to make sure I don't get them confused. Um, sorry for being totally unprepared. It was unprepared. a turned base, right? Yeah. Yeah. Matt. Yeah. Um, so it was this five-axis winged key dish, um, which was a turned dish, and it's got these kind of non-concentric ellipses. Is that a, the proper term, James? Would you? Oh, that I didn't a, see. He put out. He actually put out two. Two pictures. Yeah, and so he's got this turning in um, in his garden, and then he has a, a mirror, um, a, a tilting mirror that he's framed this piece in. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's just lovely. It's uh it's a lovely piece. It's a cool piece. It's uh it just, it fit the bill perfectly. Um, cool. So it was Thalwig designs. And I'm, I, I, uh, I, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. 
Um, and then the second one was Coburn Wood Design, who uh, I was just talking about, who I still owe his marking knife um, that I'm working on. Don't you worry. Um, and it was his uh, son standing in the blanket ladder that he made for his room. Um, and he's framed between the rungs. Uh, and it's it's all very meta. Very cute. Uh, so those are my two. James, who'd you, who did you pick? I'm going to go with the Thalic Designs, but I'm actually going to pick his other picture. Um, he has this uh, small vase that is a hollow form um, turning. Really beautiful, but it's framed in between flowers on either side. And I just kind of like the, the off-center nature of it, and I thought it would fit fairly well with the, the last one we also had with, uh, um, what was it, balanced? Um, uh, symmetry. Remember. Symmetry, there we are. There you go. It was just really beautiful. I, I really enjoyed that. And then my my second was um, this uh, was Cuborn Wood Designs uh, with the uh, with the kid in the rungs. I just it's it's too cute. You can't you can't not pick it. So uh, why didn't I do that? And then Zach, do you have any? So I wish I could give both of my votes to uh, Andrew at Hatch Made It Birch Tree Farms. It's got like the the mountains and the driftwood going on. Have you seen that one? Yeah, oh. super cool. I like it better than all the other ones. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I'm going to pick that one. Then I'm also going to pick Thalwig Designs, the the mirror shot. So looks like it's kind of unanimous that he won. Cool. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And he's in the live chat right now. Uh, oh. That one. All right. Well, thank you for that entry. And Zach will be sending you out something probably yes, in the next year me- or two. <laughs> no, send me a... Uh, send me... Um, your 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 uh, address and stuff either through Instagram or something, and I'll get it out. I got to go to the post office in the next day or two anyway. So cool. Oh, and shirt size, black or gray. Yes. Well, let's. Uh, oh no, we don't have a joke for the week. Oh my. We God. do. Uh, we do. Jonathan okay. twenty four. Nice. Ah, for dreaming. All right. What did one popular picture frame say to another celebrity? What? I'm. That's I'm a weird famous. Setup. That is a weird setup. I'm doing this on the, on the fly, guys. Give me a break. Uh, I'm famous. That was, that was why did it have to be popular? Because he's very popular. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess that's a good one because because <laughs> nobody likes it. <laughs> <nobody laughs> <likes. laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Jonathan. Oh uh, yeah. You it's have a joke tough. you'd like us to tell? Um, please send it uh, to us, and we'll we'll get that in there. <laughs> See, now it's funny. Cool. Um, so what's been inspiring us watching or uh, what are we reading? Will, what you got? Uh, probably not new to anybody that uh, watches anything on YouTube um, in this realm, but uh, Heath Knuckles, uh, his divergence turning, it was oh, like a, gorgeous. it was like a, I want to call it a platter, but it's not really a platter, but it's this maple burl in like a bluish yes. resin dish. Uh, it was, yeah, it was, it kind of, blew my mind and makes me want to do all of the turning with with epoxy um but also not because it's kind of a pain but um he just it's just really inspiring and his finishing on it is his channel has just exploded him and uh um man see there's that name thing again why can't i think of name (laughs) (laughs) Eh, carry on Um, oh, so back to the photo challenge real quick because Handcrafted by Ons is asking what the next challenge is. Oh, and I'm oh, gonna yes, say, thank you. And I'm going to say um, this challenge, I'm just going to say freestyle it. Just make a beautiful photo. Make us 
do something in your workshop or around this realm of what we do and just make the best possible image you can using all of the compositional elements that we've learned thus far. Um, so just, this is a freestyle week. Just try to make a really beautiful image and we will pick our favorites. And I like that. We, we, I think we should do like the occasional freebie week. I like it. Uh, cool. Bobby Duke is who I was meaning, who oh, I was yeah, thinking yeah. of. Yeah. He went like supernova. He went from zero to, to hero. Yeah. I think it was the Moana hook that the Maui hook that, that blew him that up. That started it, but I mean, it hasn't stopped everything. Yeah, like he has the Midas touch. And then he did like that mini knife from a bolt. Yeah. And that, mm -hmm. I mean, like that is just a recipe for success. It's like, it's it, everything he does is, is just golden. So he's a good dude too. I met him a couple of years ago. Everybody is though. I haven't met anybody where I'm like, yeah, that guy's. Yeah, no, stay away from him. him. There's a Jimmy DeResta <laughs> dude that's like, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, I'm gonna pick uh, Yuri Turchman. Uh, I'm, I haven't figured out how to pronounce his name. Um, Scandinavian. Um, I'm guessing. Uh, but he had a a video on making a hand powered circular saw. Um, Yes, and it's actually an old uh, design of a a bone saw that was this little handheld circular saw for cutting bones. Um, terrifying, terrifying little thing because you have this tiny little spinning blade that's you know inch or so away from your knuckles while you're cranking with the other hand wildly. Um, really, really cool though. Absolutely gorgeous. He does a lot of um, chasing and engraving and uh, beautiful work. So definitely worth checking him out. I'm. I am subscribed and rung his bell on the YouTube channel. Uh, what you got, Zach? So I'm going to go with uh, Brian Prusa. Uh, mm -hmm. Mostly, I mean, I see most of his work via Instagram. I don't know if he has stuff, but uh, it's uh, Prusa Woodworks. And uh, like, not to discredit what he's been posting lately, but like he's, I mean, he's a amazing, like fine uh, woodworker. He had, some really cool stuff so if you scroll down on his feet plus he's just a great dude and he's a huge supporter of the community he's yes he's all he over the place and he's just a cool dude i got to meet him in ohio a couple months ago i think six months ago um so yeah that's that's my pick of the week. sweet you have a favorite cool. product yet um i i actually have a couple but let's let me narrow it down somebody else go well what you got all right i gotta go with uh my rolling mill um, for making that copper inlay, uh, it, uh, I, somebody gave it to me a while ago. I guess it was a somewhat well-known local jewelry maker, uh, who worked at the university of Virginia here in Charlottesville and was moving across the country and didn't want to take all his tools with him. He wanted to start fresh when he moved. And so he was just giving his tools away. And a buddy of mine that knew that I was into mixed medium, uh, work and art and stuff, uh, called me up and said, Hey, do you have any interest in this rolling mill? Like it's this German rolling mill. It seems really nice. Uh, but I, and I was like, I don't know what I'm, I would use it for, but I've never seen one ever on like a local Craigslist or anything. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I'm going to keep it in my shop. And it's been sitting there for at least a year. Uh, and I think I had like rolled some pennies through it. And, uh, but other than that, so then I took this uh, Romex, this piece of scrap Romex, and rolled it through the the rolling mill for this copper inlay serving board, and I was hooked. I just thought it added so much to the piece to the to the serving tray, 
uh, serving board. And so now I just want to roll everything. Uh, so I've never actually like heard of that. I mean, I, I knew, I guess I knew it was a tool. I just never really thought of it I as used like to use one for jewelry work quite a bit. Yeah. I think that's the, I mean, jewelry work and like soft and precious metal art and things like that. Um, people use it for, but so you pretty much, it's pretty much like a, just mushes it down to whatever set thickness. Yeah, you can also get um, round heads, so you can reduce the size of a of, of a wire, um, and so you can progressively put it through smaller and smaller. So, what size? What sort of dies does yours have? Does it have flat ones, or does it have like stepped ones? So it has. Uh, so it's got a flat, um, two flat rollers on one side, and then on the other side has those those uh, kind of beads. I guess you'd call it, like James was talking about, to make Half this smaller. Yeah, okay. make it smaller and smaller. Um, you kind of you're drawing it out the same way you draw out mm-hmm. steel, right? But you're drawing out just with a with it's, a rolling mill. For like gold, it is much much easier to do it that way than pulling it through a drawing plate, because um, with a drawing plate you have to be very careful of uh, of hardening it, as well as pulling gold is very delicate with some of the smaller wire gauges. Yeah, Ooh. and you can also use it for texturing softer metals. So like if you've got a piece of copper or something, you can put. Um, you know, even something like a piece of sandpaper with the grit down towards wow. the copper, um, and you roll it through the mill, and it transfers that onto the copper. Um, so you have this cool textured piece. And there's a bunch of, there's lots of different things that you can put, you know, sandwich through it um, to do different textures and things. But it's it's a really cool machine. It's, huh. it's I'm, I'm watching Google videos on them right now, and it looks pretty cool. Kind of expensive, <laughs> at least the good ones are like five six hundred bucks. Yeah, so. I, yeah, so cool. that's my that's my tool of the week. That's you cool, you, Zach. Or I'm into it. Um, yeah, so I'm just gonna go with uh, the link. I'm gonna go with my big jet uh, bandsaw. It's a horizontal bandsaw. It's pretty much I I got it as almost like a luxury item. Like, oh, this will make cutting you know metal easier. And now it's something that I couldn't live without. Like, especially for the hammer making, like cutting two by two inch solid stock of like 1045 and yesterday i was cutting a bunch of h13 like all these all these difficult i couldn't not i could not imagine having to cut that stuff with my metal chop saw i mean the metal chop saw is great for like like angle iron and like tubing and stuff but for giant solid stock um that's where this these bandsaws really shine i feel like they actually cut big solid metal better than they cut tubing uh, which is the exact opposite of a metal chop saw so um yeah I, i would be I would be in a world of hurt if I did not have that. Sweet. Yeah. How about you, James? Well, for me, I'm going to actually flip it around and I'm going to pick a tool that really sucks. Uh, <laughs> I've been using a vacuum pump recently <laughs> uh, for stabilizing wood and a few other things I'm playing with. And, uh, I, you know, it, it's, it's, it kind of surprised me how expensive they were, but the, with what they do and how useful I'm finding in the shop, because uh, I've, I've used one in the past for a few other things, but I never quite latched on to the quality of, of stabilized wood. Um, and so that's something I'm going to be using far more of. So It's yeah. pretty fun. It's kind of a fun process. Um, a good pump is well worth it because I've had a cheap one in the past. Um, and the one I have right now is, is, is on the cheaper side, but it's not like you know, it's not like this tiny little one that would be used for like fish tanks. Um, it's actually a, a decent pump, so... So I got to ask with this, because I haven't worked with stabilized wood yet. And now that I'm getting more in knife making, I, I want to. Um, and yes, Zach, I am sending you some spalted oak. I have it cut up and it's just on my, 
on my list of you know the million other things I have going on. Um, but it's sitting in a pile, cut up, ready to sh- ready to ship. But um, awesome. James, how does the stabilized wood work with hand tools with like plain irons and things like that? Because now it's infused with resin. Yeah, uh, perfectly. Does I mean, it? Cutting... Can, I, I work epoxy all the time with hand tools and planes and whatnot. So it it works like wood without any grain. It it okay. almost. I mean, up, it, I I use it a lot for. I've been using it a lot lately, <clears throat> lately, and it's. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's exactly what like it feels. It handles exactly like what it is. It's like like James said. It's like wood without grain. It's like half wood, half epoxy. Like mm-hmm. you sand it, and it gets hot, and there's little tiny dust particles everywhere. Um, but the nice thing is, is it like it finishes so nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really easy to polish, and it's it's really hard for wild so. grain woods like a uh, um, wavy white oak. Where you know it doesn't matter where you're going. If you're using a plane, you're probably going to get tear out. Um, for stabilizing that, it's fantastic because now you can go in any direction and get a perfectly smooth surface with that beautiful wavy look to it. So, yeah, it's it's great for it. Ooh, all right. Well, I've got a stockpile of of curly white oak. So yeah, all right, cool. That makes it fantastic, especially with oak because there's so many pores in oak. It absorbs it all. It doesn't make it any harder, uh, but it makes it much heavier. So your oak is suddenly feeling like a really dense paduke or something of that nature. The uh, the spalted oak that I've been doing, I feel like it it certainly hardens it up quite a bit. Well, um, yeah, with that it does. Yeah, but it ends up like a, like, a regular I mean, white oak. It's about the same hardness. Yeah, it probably is because that's plenty strong to begin with. Like the spalted oak, the stuff that I have, I could like push my fingernail yeah. like through oh, yeah. the wood. Like yeah, it's and, punky. And, yeah, after I stabilize it, it's rock solid. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh, so I think that about does it actually. Uh, this has been a, a fairly good podcast. I do want to say a huge thank you to everyone in the live. Really sell it, James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like how we, we, we should, you know, rate our own podcast at the end. Of every I get this one a nine point five. That's all right. Now that you've listened yeah. to it, I wouldn't recommend listening to it. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Better podcast. <laughs> well, if you'd like to waste another hour with these three, three crazy kids, uh, then you can join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time, or you can join us in the live chat on the YouTube channel, Creators Collective. So I want to say a huge thank you to our uh, patrons on Patreon. If you'd like to find out more about that, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Creators Collective. And that's about it for this week. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Later. Adios. Thanks again for listening to the Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.